Hey guys, welcome to being on uh, Comfortable Being Uncomfortable. It is our first episode, and we have my special guest here, my best friend, Shauna. Hi guys, happy to be um, on Dad's inaugural show. <laughs> yeah, so hopefully we do an amazing job and uh, we kill it. But um, we got some really great topics to talk with you guys today. Um, today we're going to talk a little bit about entertainment news, some fun facts, some things about relationships. And our cornerstone today is going to be talking about your job search and what goes on with that. And we all know finding a job these days is not easy. So we're definitely going to dive into that. So start off. Shauna, how's your day going? So far, um, it's been okay. Uh, the weather is quite bad. I think uh, it's pretty shitty. It's yeah. pretty shitty. Yeah. Uh, we have switched weather with London. London is quite sunny and delightful. That's very according true. According to all my UK friends, and we are <laughs> in the gray. Isn't that sad? You think you come to New York City and you're like, I'm gonna have like an amazing time in spring and do this, and then you're like, no. I mean, it's I not get happening. it. I get it. We need the rain. We need the rain so that all the trees <sighs> can blossom and all we the flowers can blossom. But it's almost May, and I really want it to be warm. There it should are too be warm. many dresses in my closet that no, need to be warm. I'm with you. I, you I feel the same way. I need to. I'm ready for short short season. Oh yes, definitely. We yeah. all love a short short season. <laughs> you gotta have a short shorts. Why? We gotta show everyone those legs, Zach, don't we? I mean, you have better legs than I do. You have pretty nice no, legs. No, my legs don't are okay. They're not as great. I have, you have nice legs. They're not as hairy, which I think is great which is because great, like which that's is a why nice. that's a probably a good thing for a guy, but. Uh, no, your legs are like amazing. Oh, I know they're great. They're, okay, all right. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> we're gonna get into today's current entertainment news. So as you know, um, the legendary Carol Burnett had a show um, premiere on NBC, which is called The Carol Burnett, 90 Years of Laughter and Love, which premiered this past Wednesday on NBC from eight to 10. And shockingly enough, Shauna, if you didn't know this, they had 7.6 million viewers, according to Deadline's uh, article. And this has marked NBC's most watched primetime entertainment special since the 2020 Golden Globes. But, you know, we all know about the Golden Globes. We so. all know about the Globes. <laughs> so. I, I'm honestly not shocked. I mean, Carol Burnett is, I mean, I don't think the word legend really is the word. She's an icon. She true, is true. Facts. really, really been the groundbreaking comedian who has really set the pace for all of the comedians, male and female, yeah. men and women, non-binary who have come after her. Um, she is, you know, as a child, I remember watching her with my grandparents. I mm. continue to watch her and she is 90 years young. She is, yeah. continues to be hilarious. So I mean, they even have shocked. an award after her. So like, I know, I'm not shocked yeah. that you come know, on. all these people watched her show. Yeah. People need to learn about Carol. I know. And then I was just, I shouldn't be shocked about, but the A-list stars that were there, I mean, come on, we have Amy Palmer, Bob Mackie, you know, Charlie Theron, who's our favorite. Mm -hmm. oh, we love Charlie Theron. <laughs> Cher, Ellen DeGeneres, Julie Andrews, the best. Mm -hmm. Kristen Wiig, Lauren Dern. Oh, we love us some Lauren Dern. Lauren Dern. Lily mm -hmm. Tomlin, of course. Lisa Kudrow. I mean, this goes on. Charlie Ralph, oh. Susan Lucci, Vicky Lawrence, oh. another iconic Icon. comedian. Icon. Icon. So. Yeah. I'm not surprised. I think everyone should watch this. Put it on your put it on your televisions right now. I had some good. I heard some good things. I didn't get a chance to watch it myself, but I heard like nothing but good things about it. It was just such a great like come together show. I mean, she felt probably felt so honored. She probably just looked amazing for always. But right. um, I love the fact that NBC is giving you another chance to watch it. So um, make sure you, you check out the extended version. It's going to come on Peacock if you subscribe to Peacock. Um, and if not, NBC is going to re-air the show um, coming up on April 30th at 7 p.m. Eastern Pacific Time. You know, when I do that, I get confused. I'm like, so it's not, is it 7 Eastern, but it's 7 Pacific? Um, yeah, I think. I never understand what they mean by that. It should be like five, what is it, two hours? It was three, three hours. hours. So it's probably 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern. It's so confusing. Whatever. It's so confusing. Uh, I, don't get it. I don't get it. But Whatever. definitely, if you get a chance, check it out. Like one of our legends that was still around, which is awesome. Just Google it, guys. Yeah. Find the right time. <laughs> Just it. look it up. We can't, I'm sure. We can't do everything for I'm, you. I'm sure it'll show this up, but you know. Can't do everything for you. No, but, that's you know, true. But you know, I try to give as much information as possible. We're so you, you have all the tools to be amazing. Yes. Um, but on a sad note, we lost one of our legendary um, people, which is the Mr. Jerry Springer. Mm -hmm. He was uh, 79 years young, mm -hmm. and um, yeah, it's like he had an illness, but didn't go too Pink much he had into a it. Pick on cancer. Pick on cancer. Yeah. Okay. He had yeah um, but just. You know, this man went from being uh, 
a politician to like yes. literally having one of the craziest TV shows in the I world. I almost forgot about that, that he was a politician. Wasn't he the mayor of Cincinnati? Or I think he, or the councilman, yeah. So yeah. according to his New York Times article, uh, Mr. Springer earned a law degree from Northwestern University in 1968 wow. and started a political career winning the Cincinnati City Council election in 1971. Mm. But he soon embroiled in a type of personal scandal. Mm. Well, you know, we love a scandal, right? Love a scandal. <laughs> uh, that would later fuel his talk show. He resigned in 1974 after he was found to have written a check for prostitution services at a Kentucky massage oh, parlor. Oh, Mr. Springer. Color me surprised. I, I, <laughs> I mean, but listen to this. You know, Mr. Springer was nothing if not resilient. Mm -hmm. He was reelected. Get this, Shauna, wow. reelected wow. wow. to the council in 1975. One of his comeback speeches nodded to the prostitution controversy. You'll love this. He goes, a lot of you don't know anything about me, but he says, of course, it's a Cincinnati Inquirer. But I'll tell you one thing, you know, much credit is good. <laughs> I mean, Let's be honest. Keeping it real, Mr. Springer. Keeping it real. Keeping it real. I mean, what do you remember the most about the Jerry Springer show? Like, um, as yourself, like, what do you I remember? I remember, you know, staying home from school and just putting it on and just watching all of these really crazy. Oh, my God. The stories. And these, the, you know, this is like, you know, all of these crazy stories about <sighs> somebody's like stepdaughter was having an affair with the stepfather and then the mother comes in and then he hired that big bouncer. Do you remember him? That would break Steve. up the fight. Steve. Steve, Steve yes. Yes. Um, but, you know, he had all these crazy, really crazy, crazy people on that you couldn't imagine, you know, being, living these actual lives. But yeah, what was yeah. great about Jerry Springer was that he like sat and talked with them and really tried to come to some resolution with their problems. Yeah. You know, and I love that the end of every segment, he would always say, take care of yourself and each other. Oh, which again, amazing. I feel really resonates now more than ever. Oh yeah. You know, you know we need to have everything that. that has happened in the last couple of years. Man, think um, about it. So, you know, it was a really crazy show and I probably was too young to really watch something like that. <laughs> I think we all might have been. As we age know, ourselves. Yeah. As we age yeah. ourselves a little bit. <laughs> yeah. But I really feel like he did leave space for people who had kind of these kind of whirlwind lives yes. to kind of be represented. You know, these were not people that were on Oprah or Sally, Jesse, Raphael, no, or no. Phil Donahue, other people I'm aging myself, um, <laughs> talk show wise. But, you know, he gave space for these people to to kind of work out their, their problems. So, yeah. you know. Yeah. So kudos to Jerry for kind of creating that kind of different kind of talk show. And it was crazy because, you know, it originally was supposed to start off as a show that was, um, you know, they had talked about it being like a over uh, personally self-important talk show. Mm -hmm. And, you know, coming from a Cincinnati, he's also an anchorman, too, mm -hmm. which I didn't know about that. And a former mayor. So it's like you're thinking you're going to sit down with this really... Not that he wasn't worldly or that like he didn't have status with cases, but like you're thinking like it's going to be one of those like great, you know, talk shows, like maybe like Phil Donahue yeah. and all those ones. But it, yeah, it went to a different direction and it was on for what, three decades? Yes, yeah, it was on for 3,000 episodes. Jesus. I and can't... it ended in 2018, which was really wild. Uh, that's just crazy. Yeah. The, yeah. the chant will always go in my head. Yeah. Jerry. 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 <laughs> And then you'd be like, is a chair going to fly? I mean, gonna something's going to happen. You're like, uh, you know? I mean, that was the anticipation. You're like, okay, are they about to fight? Are yeah, they about to like go crazy? Yeah. Like what's. Exactly. It reminds me of now Bad Girls Club, which is like one of my favorite like guilty pleasures. Uh -huh. and I know I should not like it, uh -huh. but it's just, you just never know what's going to happen. There'd be no Bad Girls Club without Jerry Springer. I'm just going to say it. I said it. You know, I think that's fair, Shauna. Yeah. You know, they, they set the stone. You know, you got the, the foundation, the you got everyone else. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. He allowed for tables to be flipped and chairs to be thrown. That's, I said it. There we go. And for it to be okay. Yeah. Well, we're going to miss him. And, you know, he'll always be remembered. And uh, those shows will all live on in infamy. So. And infamy. Well, yes. <laughs> that, will, that will happen too. Yeah. But. So, rest in peace, Mr. Jerry Springer. Thank you Mr. for Jerry Springer. entertaining. Yes. Throngs of middle school children who stayed home from school. I don't know if that's the right thing we should yeah. be saying well, with middle schools, know. but okay. Well, yeah. we'll go. We grew up and we are <laughs> relatively well-adjusted human beings. Okay, <laughs> we'll go with that. <laughs> uh, okay, well, off to our off of our entertainment topics. Um, we're going to go into our fun facts of the day. So this is a segment I like to do randomly. And I like to just find really fun facts throughout the internet. 
random things you talk about, different things that come up. I do this on Google on my own. So I don't know if you know the shot. If you just type in like, give me a random fact on Google, it'll just give you a random fact. I mean, I... You're a big fan of Google. Am, That's no, like, no, you're the spokesperson for Google. You're I like, Google it. I people to Google it, but I also <laughs> just randomly pick up random facts so people ask me for random facts. This is where you get your random and facts from. Is, is this your secret, Sean? Is this where you get your and random facts from? I say, uh, Google it. <laughs> All right, you might be on to something. I might be behind on the skills, but... But I appreciate that. That's a really... It's I mean, it's kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, I feel like sometimes, like, we know so much, but then it might be the most trivial things, but, like, you just learn yeah. some things, and you're just like, I didn't think of that. So, we have our first fact, which I'm going to try to get through without laughing. Okay. Uh, what is... Okay, I'm going to ask you, just before I even give a definition, I'm going to ask you, just in your own opinion, Shauna, what does it mean to be called a quack? Ooh. In your own opinion, before I even tell in you. Own in your own opinion, opinion, what do you think it's called? A what, what? Quack is somebody who really, really does not, who is in a profession that they really shouldn't be in and they really don't know what they're talking about. That's okay, that's that, that's a fair, yes. I'll give you that. That's a fair one. Yes. Okay, you would be shocked by what Random House Dictionary has as a definition for quack. Uh -huh. So, they don't just say quack, they say quackery. Quackery. Oh, Sorry, I, I gotta get that. I gotta get that like a straight face because I'm literally dying right now. Quackery. Quackery. Okay. So quackery is the promotion of fraudulent or ignorant medical practices. So as I said, according to Random House Dictionary, describes it a quack, quote unquote, mm -hmm. as a fraudulent or ignorant pretender to medical skill, mm -hmm. or a person who pretends professionally or publicly to have skill knowledge or qualifications he or she does not possess and then they just say you're a charlatan and i actually like that word okay so basically <laughs> that's, I mean, that's a great way to so basically it. quack both describes all of those doctors who told everyone that donald trump was in the best health possible <sighs> and then also it refers to donald trump because he is a quack <laughs> well, and should not have been president right is that yeah. is that what we yeah you know, i'm gonna get into the politics is, of it but but you know but you know what that, i'm just saying that, that's applying. a that's a great that's a great i'm applying the random house dictionary <laughs> definition and that's what comes to mind okay well you know that that's that's a theory i'm looking at it he told um, people to drink bleach to cure COVID. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I remember that. That's very sad. Okay. That's, okay. that's very, yeah. So this is a great fact. <laughs> this is a great fact, and it's so applicable. To but did you imagine, like, coming to a conversation with your friends, you're like, that quackery. <laughs> like, just say that word. Just like, you know what my favorite word is? I'm going to have to start using quackery in my <laughs> everyday language. My everyday word that we never use in the world is, is... Jezebel. No. Oh, I love the word Jezebel. But no one ever uses that. Now it's just like a very British slang. No one loves ever uses the word Jezebel. Oh my God. She loves it's... to call anyone at the drop of a hat a Jezebel. <laughs> and I always say, Granny, you should, we're in public. Like, please, could you? We, we, we can't be called people. It's a little, you're, it's a little harsh. There was a funny story. Um, God, I hope she doesn't kill me. But one of my friends, uh -huh. um, we worked at Disney. Um, I was with uh, James and his dad. Now, mm -hmm. James' dad is like the most nicest guy in the world. Mm -hmm. And um, he literally, we were talking about um, our friend going to her car. We dropped her off. Mm -hmm. So we went to have dinner. We were hanging out. Dropped her off to her car. She had to go to work in the evening. Mm -hmm. So his lovely father decides to say, oh, look at her being the lady of the night. <gasps> <laughs> oh my! And so me and Jay just looked at each other like, "Papa, see, I don't think That's you know what that means." Not. He's like, "Oh no, she's going to work in the evening." I was like, "Well, <laughs> you're just making it work. You're not, it's not the right kind of work we're talking about." Yeah. Um, but it's his poor sweet self. He just did not know. But it just was. Aww. Don't be calling people ladies of the night. You just can't say that anymore. No, no, it's no. not. It's not a thing. Or no, people, no, or people of the night. But we're. You know what? We're not. But then again, we are not promoting against sex work. No, sex work is sex work. You, sex work is work. It's work. work. You gotta do what you have to do. Work. Um, you know, we're not gonna discriminate against yes. that for that. But that word just late in yes. the night just yes. cracks me up. Exactly. All right, my second fun fact. Also, I have a question. Why is mm. it why is there no equivalent? Why is there no lady of the day? There are afternoon delights. Like why why can't that's you do actually a lady of really the day? that's actually a real question. We should cover Google and find out. Let's find out if there's a lady of the day. <laughs> let's we'll, we'll let's get, put a pin well, in that. Well, we'll get back to find that's out. For our, what, that's for our next episode. What's the next? What is a lady of the day? Yeah. Oh, I'm looking to. I'm looking at that. Okay. Let's get one. There we go. 
Um, this is a scientific fact for Ooh, our science. science people. Science. Um, what color is the hottest part of a fire? I'm gonna let you guess this before I tell you. What do you think? I already it is? know because I used to study chemistry. All right, so. all right, Sean. You're not, 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 you're, not, you're, not help, you're not helping me. I'm not helping. But you can just tell our audience. So, fine. I'm gonna guess. Is it yellow? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> but nice try, faking. Okay. It's great. Um, okay, well, the inner core of the candle flame is light blue. Mm-hmm. Um, and that has a temperature of around uh, 1,670 Kelvins, mm-hmm. which is transferred to about 1,400 Celsius. Don't ask what that is in Fahrenheit, because I always can never do the math yeah, yeah, on yeah. that. But, but, but Kelvin, which is hilarious. But. Well, I mean, that's what it is. I, I mean, they, it he doesn't ask Kelvin. Okay. I mean, not that I don't know who knows what Kelvin is, but... Uh, uh, I have an additional fact. To oh, this. yes, please, please. Um, so Kelvin is a, another temperature scale. Yep. Um, and I happen to have graduated from the same university as Lord Kelvin. Who created it. Who created it. Ah. Um, graduated from the University of Glasgow when he was ah. 10 years old. What? When he discovered, when he discovered the Kelvin scale of temperature. Mm. And then when he was 16, he was a full-fledged professor. Um, now, if you've ever gone to Glasgow, literally everything is named after Lord Kelvin. The river, a whole Makes swath sense. of neighborhood is called Kelvin Side. There is, you know, wow. tons of things named after Lord Kelvin. That's really um, cool. Who discovered that fire can really, really be hot. So <laughs> let's thank Lord Kelvin for that. <laughs> thank you, Lord Kelvin, thank for Lord helping Kelvin. us for not burning thank ourselves. Thank you for that 10-year-old who discovered that fire is hot. Yeah, well, the people who burn down houses. But, you know, that's that's a whole different sector on that. Um, all, right. Uh, all right. Our last fun fact. Um, uh, you may have known this. I didn't really remember this. Um, the U.S. Treasury used to make large amounts of bills. Mm-hmm. So one of the questions is, maybe you may know or not, um, who do you think was the president on the $1,000 bill? I can't even think of that. You, was think, it I've thing. Ever, you think I've ever seen a $1,000 Okay, but have you ever been? Okay, so this is my nerdum. What? I, okay, I'm going to give you my nerdism. So I used to go to a lot of treasury departments. or not, Well, I did go to treasury department before in the past. But I used to go to U.S. Treasury or Mints. Uh-huh. And I'll take tours just to okay. see what money was mm-hmm. paid. We had one in San Francisco. And we had one in Denver. I went to one in Philadelphia. <laughs> and some are still open, some are. But they would show you the history of money. Mm-hmm. And I remember seeing all the denominations of money that we had over the years. And I remember seeing higher amounts of bills. And I just thought like, it was so weird is that they never, ever talked about like why we don't have this in circulation. Exactly. Um, and the, the guy on the tour can give me like a real answer, but it was very interesting. So seeing the fact that you've never seen it, I'll give you a quick breakdown of some of the larger bills because there were a few. So um, William McKinley was on the $500 bill. Interesting. You can imagine we didn't have a five hundred dollar bill anymore. Um, Grover Cleveland was on. Wait, wait. Did they give him a bill because he got assassinated? Sure, we'll go with that. So, (laughs) (laughs) Grover. (laughs) Not like he did anything. Grover Cleveland was on the actual thousand dollar bill. Wow. Okay. James Madison was on the five thousand dollar bill. Really? Uh huh. And Sam. Salmon P. Chase. What the Salmon P. Chase? I don't know, right. but he was on the $10,000 bill. Okay, let's see who this mofo is. Hold on a second. I mean, I, I didn't even think they went, like, okay, here's my question. Where are you getting this, like, how do you get change for this shit? He was the governor of Ohio, and he gets a $10,000 <laughs> bill? What? I mean, I'm not, I'm not, okay. I'm not the one to sit here and say yes or no. I mean... But. He was the chief justice of the United States and he's the governor of Ohio. How the oh. heck? And, oh, wait, hold on. I think I may have found out the answer. Uh-oh, uh-oh. How did a man who was not a president put his face on the $10,000 bill? I don't know, Sean, I told Um, He was the secretary of the treasury. So... Okay, that's a little presumptuous, but okay. I mean... <laughs> Like, come on, dude. Really? Like, That's almost as, like, equivalent to photocopying your butt at work. Come on. <laughs> have you ever done that? No, I have not. Are you lying to me? I have not. <laughs> I think she's lying to me, people. That's fine. <laughs> First of all, I'm very clumsy. I would hurt myself. So even try to get on top of it. Too. I would have fallen off. I would have hurt myself. That would have been a bad oh, look. Well, bad look. 
people, those are our fun facts for the day. So, so I hope you learned something from God. <laughs> from how you get yourself on a <laughs> bill. Just become the secretary of treasury. Yeah, that's that's what become the secretary of the treasury. Uh, okay. Yeah. Wait, who? Wait, wait. I have to. Who's the secretary of the treasury? Oh my gosh, Shauna, we have a schedule. We have to I'm stick sorry. to. I'm sorry. <laughs> she, People, this is now. what I go through on a daily basis. Who's the Secretary of the Treasury now? And who's basically expect no, on the... I don't think that's ever going to happen again. Um, Janet Yellen. Janet Yellen might put her face on the $20,000 bill. Let's see. Let's well, see. if we even take cash anymore. Yeah, but that's a whole I different know, know. scenario that's on that. A, that's a whole scenario. And next time we start scanning our eyes for like money Ooh. and shit. And okay, let's... All right, this is also my favorite topic, which I don't know why people come to me all the time. It made it come to you, Shana. Um, relationship corner. So oh, yes. from time to time, I like to like either take questions and find information about relationships and what cases. So my quick background, I don't have one relationships, but apparently my friends like to ask me questions about relationships mm-hmm. as if I have a fucking answer. I don't know. Well, so, but, but I try to be a good friend and listen, you know? So I was scouring through the internet and I came across this website from the Wedgwood Weddings website. Shout out Wedgwood. Um, and they have a- uh, Like the dishes? Uh, yeah, but okay. it's their wedding site. Okay, cool. they, they sell wedding, you know, they okay. promote weddings. So okay. on their blog, you can go to wedgwoodweddings.com slash blog slash 100 questions. So any lovers, newlyweds, engaged people, they have 100 questions you should be asking your partner um, about themselves to see if you are either really compatible or it's like a challenge in your relationship. Now, I, this is not the way I look at it, but I'm just saying, if some of these questions you did not ask this before you got to the altar. Yeah. That's- I, 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 I would just say there's, there's some issues. So I've been in my relationship for about a year. Mm-hmm. It's been long distance, but a year, yeah. you know, in gay world, that's like 10 years. Yes, so exactly. I think it's like amazing. Yeah. So. I like to fuck with John sometimes because literally he <laughs> just You needy. Well, like I just think sometimes he just likes to push my buttons up, push his. But it's also in all the fun. We're, we're all good. But these questions I found really hilarious. So <clears throat> these are the top, I want to say one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. These are the top ten questions they had on their website. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna go from ten to one. Mm-hmm. First one is <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Can you tell when someone is lying or telling the truth? Yes. You can. Yes. So if you're a partner, you can tell if they're lying to you dead in your face. Yes, but I can also tell when anyone's lying to me. So, you, so you're just like they toss you the on the show Poker Face on Peacock. Make sure you watch it if you get a chance. I'm not promoting Peacock, but I'm just saying if you want to. I mean, it's a pretty good show. <laughs> Natasha Leon is. I mean, she's, she's legendary. She's yeah. legendary. Yeah. You can tell when someone's lying to yeah. you. So if I told you I was 28, you'd be like. <laughs> Damn, that was cold. Okay, all right. You make this yeah. crunchy up thing with your face. You know what? It's true. I have a really bad poker face. You can't I, lie. I, you I, also I, are incapable of lying. That's very yeah, true. Yeah, you make a crunchy up thing. But but, but I'm I'm a really good at persuading people to do things. Yeah, so am I. Yeah. You might have learned that from me. Okay, all right. Yes. We'll, we'll go with that. Okay, I don't think I can tell. I can with John though, because that boy he can't lie. couldn't lie for oh, his he life. Lie I, to yeah, save himself from a burning building. <laughs> he tried. I just look at him, and he I just might be like just dance and shuffle away. He can't lie. <laughs> I just be like, okay, John. You be like, babe, stop. Yeah, yeah. Just, I'm like, no, stop. okay, that's just fine. Um, Whatever you did, we'll bury the body together. Yeah. That's, the know. way you bond together in relationship. Yeah, exactly. How do you get rid of the body? Yeah, okay, we'll just get rid of the body together. Um, next question: You should probably ask your spouse or partner what was your first job best job and worst job i mean this should be really like first date questions right like i don't i feel like if like i said if you're doing this close to the altar i i really i I really would be very concerned like 90 day fiance people know these answers i i just i find it hilarious but also i i agree with you this should be like first date questions like yeah you ask them on the first date like best job worst job but not at the altar. Not at the altar. But I think it is a good conversation piece to talk about in your relationship. I yes. think it's kind of good to know. Yes. So I'll give it that. Yes. Um, oh, that's a good one. Name uh, three things that make you love me that most people wouldn't notice. I think that's such a great honest question. Aww, honestly. This is a great question. Yeah. This is a good question as like a not monthly check-in, but like every couple of months you check in with your partner. I think yeah. this is a good question to ask. Um, it's true because your relationship grows and evolves and yeah. things change and yeah you want to 
not C, but like you want to make sure you guys are both on track when it comes to communication exactly. and figure stuff exactly. out. Yeah, I think it's great. Yeah, um, that's a good question. I don't know what I would say about John. I mean, he's adorable. Oh, he's adorable. But also, like, well, he is. He's he's very honest. He's very funny. Mm -hmm. He's very compassionate. Yes. I think you don't see a lot of that, but I think yeah. he really does care. Yeah. I would say. He's like, he's got a humor. He does. Yeah. He's, he's yeah. really great about that. He's too mushy sometimes. But oh, I love it. I let it slide. I, I let it slide. It. All right. Next one. What would you say if you could sit down with your 15-year-old self? Girl, you will get a handle of your hair. Don't worry. <laughs> You will figure out your hair. <laughs> I love that. And that's don't pluck your eyebrows too much. Oh, that's a good one. I love that. Okay. <laughs> I would tell myself, you're going to be a homo. No. <laughs> I mean, that's a good thing too. No, I'd just be like, you know, live, just live life and be happy and try to not take things too seriously, you know, and be a kid. I think I, yeah. when I was younger, I tried to feel like I had to grow up much quicker than I needed to be. But because yeah, yeah. I had older grandparents I was with and you know, yeah. my parents were not old, but like I was with my grandparents all the time. Mm -hmm. So I just was had that old mentality. But right, right. sometimes I enjoy being a kid and I think you need to enjoy being a kid. Enjoy, yeah. enjoy, enjoy your youth when you can, because when you're an adult, it just sucks. Yeah, being an adult is not fun. No, it is not. No. They lied. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, they did. Um, Dak, are you useful in a crisis? Okay. Can I answer <laughs> that question? No, this question. Once again, this is a huge red flag because I'm like, if you're at the altar and you ask him this fucking question, like it's too late. I okay. I think no. <laughs> no, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I think Depends. if it was a situation of getting somewhere and like getting out of a burning building. Yes. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm calm. I think that's good. To, you yes. got to be calm in situations. Yes. You don't think, you don't think I would be? You're biased. Okay. <laughs> you're so biased. And I know, see, I knew you were going to do that. I was walking down the street in Philadelphia. And Dak God, knows I that I have you. a fear of vomit. I, I don't like to see it. I don't like to hear it. <laughs> and Dak thought he saw some vomit on the street. Okay. And instead of alerting me to not step in it, he <laughs> screamed and I almost stepped in it. Okay. So, in terms of staying calm when frightened. I, you're, you're probably right because no. my theory is being a black person, if I hear a bang or I see something going on, I'm not investigating shit. I'm no, running. No, of course not. But if you pop off and then I get freaked out, uh -huh. then I'm just gonna start running. Exactly. <laughs> so, so basically, I don't see the So in the crisis, in the crisis, I decided just to like just okay. leave. He just dust off and leave me. Okay. You never watched Friends with the episode when yes, when Ross when Ross did you see the episode when Ross like gets mugged I think or something happened to Phoebe and like he just like and he just ran away. And he just ran and away. He was like yeah. what. Best episode ever. Yes. It's hilarious. Okay. Yes. No, probably not the best, but okay. I, I yes. can, I, I can, I can attest to that. It's fine. Um, I don't know about this question. What is the best and worst item in your fridge you right now? Do you guys live together by now? I'm saying. Uh, well, yeah. I, live together yeah, I, See, once again, this is seemingly to be on the first date kind of yes, stuff. But they also, weird, weird. I don't know if you would ask that at first. Like, if you're in you the first, second date, you're have like. I have heads in my fridge right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst thing I have in my fridge right now. Check, please. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't even know how you would ask that question. Like, I, yeah. Like what kind of wine? I don't know. Like food, meat that should be in the freezer. All right, we're not gonna get into that. <laughs> uh, yes, but okay, that's just a weird question. But okay, mm -hmm. next one. Are you living your life purpose or are you still searching? Okay, that's a good question. Okay, again, this is a good question. That's one of those check-in questions. Yes, that's a good so question. Make sure that you are, you know, your partner is having fulfillment yes. and you are uh, yeah. helping in some way oh yeah fulfillment so that is a good you're just being there for them and, and you're being a team and i think in any relationship you want to i would hope want to be a team exactly you know you want to exactly. be on each other's team and help each other out so i think that's a really good question though. this is a good question valid uh, question should stay on the list yeah uh, next one. Okay. This, uh, what form of transportation is best or worst? Are you scared of? Now, this is, I actually agree with this question okay. because when my aunt married my uncle, she had no idea he had a fear of flying. Okay. So she was coming, I, they've been together, I don't know, 20 something years, I think. He mentioned it, but she didn't, so it was a joke. Uh -huh. And she was coming out with my grandmother to California to visit with my uh -huh. mom. And we were just like, well, why is our uncle Daryl come? She goes, yeah, I learned the fact that he doesn't like flying. I'm like, wait, I'm sorry, you've been married how long? Oh, wow. <laughs> so okay. yeah, he just he just did not want to do it. And so it may 
as she found out, it made their travel a lot harder as couple, right. you know, as a couple to have couple trips and, exactly. you know, do certain stuff. Exactly. But I will tell you, my uncle's a trooper. Mm-hmm. He finally did fly out to California. Mm. I want to say maybe a couple of years after that. And he okay. got used to it. Okay. Um, I think he discovered Valium. Okay. So awesome. <laughs> that, I think that might have helped. So him and my aunt were able to like, travel and have a good life. But I, I think that's actually a valid question because I actually have a fear of flying, but mm-hmm. I prefer to fly direct so I don't have to feel a lot of bumps and, yeah, exactly. you know, we have kids like, Correct. I love small planes, but I realize small planes you feel a lot oh, more I of it. Like small planes. Yeah, but 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 then if you want to do like you know first class, you know, be glamorous. But I don't know. I haven't only done that one time in my life. So I, I used to have a huge fear of flying, and then I just um, I just did. You just it take over volume. and over. No, 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 no. <laughs> I just did it over and over and over again, and you know I set you know parameters. I would have like yeah. my travel pillow. I would watch certain kind of movies on the plane, and then I yeah. got over it. So, All right, well that's that's you know, cool. Okay. Just, a matter of how you, because you know I love to travel, and it wasn't I wasn't gonna let something like the or you like the episode of Sex and City where Carrie doesn't fly; she took a train all the way from New York to LA. No, I don't absolutely know how oh, she did that. I would no. have been, I'm like uh-uh. absolutely not. And Samantha was such a great friend. Oh, love you, Kim Patrol. But it was like I would absolutely like no, not. no, no, no. Can you imagine I like Shauna? Do you want to? I will meet you there. <laughs> I will meet you on the oh, other side. Oh, you're like, no, thank you. All right. I'll take a train up to five hours max with you. That's why I like to ship caught. Yeah. That's to Boston. That's four hours, technically. Okay. Or if we go on a train or DC. in Europe. Or DC is four hours. If we go to Europe. Well, those are, yeah, that's yeah, a toy Yeah, but those are like yeah. different trains. Yeah, yeah. All right, this is a interesting one um what oh okay what do you value most free time recognition or money i mean i think that's actually a really valid question yes. because uh, if you're not on the same not that you need to be the same page and everything but like you have certain goals set for yourself in, in your relationship i yeah. think it's kind of good to know where your partner's head is sometimes yes, so i think agreed. that's a really good question yeah and i think me and john are pretty good about like understanding that like right. as he transitions to what he wants to do and right. figure things out we have a good conversation figuring those things out together yeah. um but i think that's a really yeah, good question yeah, that's a good question once again i don't think she'd be having the day or for no, whether no, we no. got engaged but have been, this has been sorted. Uh, yeah sorted at some point you, after maybe a year yeah. you, you got to start figuring that stuff out yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a good question yeah don't you wish it all to figure it out but yeah, yeah you know all right and the last one <laughs> You know, Shauna, this is a very, we have a very classy show here, okay? Uh, and your mind races 100 miles per hour. Are you a starter or a finisher? Now, they mean in a sense of. Tell me, what do they mean? Uh, shut up. They mean a sense of like if you start a project and do you see it to completion? Mm-hmm. So, uh, and. Also applicable? Yes. And, and, <laughs> I'm going to get through the segment. <laughs> so. <laughs> And then the finisher part is is saying, you know, do, do you finish your project? Like, okay, if you had like your dad who said, I'm going to start this deck. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And your dad started working on a deck and he just never did it. Right. Then you're like, Todd, like what's going on? Like right, why is exactly. the deck? It's been six months. Exactly. What's going on? Like exactly. I think that would frustrate a partner if you're like, I've started on a project and they just didn't finish it. Right, right. So right. I think it's a valid question. Right. Once again, not for the wedding, but... But also, it's um, it can also work in tandem with one another if you are a starter and you do find somebody mm. who can finish the project. That's true. I think that's a good balance of skill. So if you're looking at that way, I love that. Yeah. yeah. Well, those are our fun relationship topics for today. If you guys yeah. have any, you know, be sure to chime in and let, let us, us know. know. Yeah. yeah. All right, so we're going to get into our main topic today. So usually this section, I try to like talk about some main topics that's going on in the world today. And so, because I'm going through this process myself, I figure, why not use me as an example? And I have recently gone through this process. And you recently yeah. gone through this process. So we're going to talk about... I might be going through it again. <laughs> <laughs> um, the main topic of the day would be looking for a job in today's market. Mm-hmm. So as we know... Um, it's not easy trying to find a job these days. Um, they always tell us like the job market's getting better. It's, it's doing wonderful. It's here, there, here, that. But in reality, I don't really think it, I think it is, but I think it's such a process. And at least in America, <laughs> at least in the United States and certain major markets, it's not as easy as you think it is. Mm-hmm. So I did a little research on my own and and I want your opinion on this one, Shana. Um, mm-hmm. If these are some of the top effective approaches, and I wonder if you feel that like this is valid or not, mm-hmm. on, on doing this. So 
He said, number one is create a plan, which I think is actually fair. You want to plan out where you're looking, where you're doing, where you're applying to, and kind of keeping that, you know, kind of sector going. Mm -hmm. Um, The second is uh, before beginning. Oh, okay. So it says before beginning your job search, it's helpful to create a plan. Mm -hmm. Determine what industry you want to work in, what roles you're looking for, your ideal salary range, and what kind of company you want to work at. Mm -hmm. You think think that's a fair assessment? Yeah, I definitely think that's some... Valid benchmarks. Um, I think, you know, job searches can be really daunting. And, you know, mm-hmm. if you go on Indeed or you go on LinkedIn, you just get a barrage of different kinds of jobs. And so it's kind of, it may seem like you're never going to find something yeah. if you don't have a plan or you don't have a way to whittle down what it is yeah. you want to be sent. So I think definitely industry is really, really important. Um, I would say a step before that would be good thing to do is write all write down all the skills you have mm. and all of the kind of like projects or anything that you've worked on that you enjoy and how yeah. they link to those certain skills that you have um, because then that helps you identify what those skills are in the job description. So I think true. that's really helpful. Um, ideal salary range I think is crucial. I think. You know, there's no exact formula, you know, salary ranges vary greatly. You know, I've seen jobs that go from like 55K to like $180,000 and you're like, well, what are the skill set that you're looking for? Um, So I think that you should know or you should at least have a number in your head that you want, a number that you are settling for. Or you're okay with. That you're okay with. With your own personal finances. Personal finances. Yeah, yeah. You always, always, in my experience, always ask for the amount that you want and then think in your head when you have to negotiate what number you're willing to negotiate down to. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Because if a job is set at like 100K and you say 150K and they agree to it, Mm. you could have have lost out of $50,000 because you didn't ask. Wow. You know what I mean? Because they, they, they don't have to say what the cap of the job is. They can only offer you what they think, but oh. if you offer and say I want 150k and they want you, and that's what that's what you know. So um, it's always good to upsell yourself in that way. There you go. Um, Hear that, people? Upsell yourself, <laughs> um, or at least don't sell yourself short. Yeah. Um, if you have a master, you should not be asking for anything less than hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. Fair. Um, in terms of what kind of company you want to work at, um, I think that's also really important. Asking questions about work environment, work hours, employee retention, like great question to ask. How long has some of these employees stayed at this job for? What is the growth possibilities? Um, What is the culture of the place? Um, How accessible is HR? Mm. What are team building exercises? What are like, you know, um, you know, like work advancement you know opportunities opportunities and and, you know things like that i think that's really important because you know if we've learned nothing about the pandemic and people leaving and changing jobs is that you know we really you know we really should be in a place that you want to be doing the thing that you want to do absolutely you know um and the more that you can control that narrative from your end when you approach the job market, yeah. I think is better. Yeah. Well, that's what good it is. And how do you feel about the new rule? You know, in New York, at least, they've learned to like actually show you. How oh, that's shit. amazing. That's been amazing because it's yeah. like, you know, I've seen jobs. I mean, I work in the art sector mm-hmm. um, where we are <coughs> notorious for having a massive pay gap between, you know, entry level jobs yeah. to upper management jobs. Right. Um, I'm kind of right in the middle at the moment, um, but it was really eye-opening to really see dollar amounts associated with jobs. Like, yeah. you know, you, you have a job description that asks for a master's degree mm-hmm. and you're offering somebody $45,000. That's insane because a graduate degree costs more than $45,000. Yeah, you'll be in debt forever right? to pay that degree back. Um, yeah. Or, you know, just these jobs that shouldn't necessarily require massive years of higher ed yeah. 
and you're giving people no money. Like $45,000 in New York City is, is... Oh, God. You know, a study came out the other day. If you make $100,000 in New York City, it's really $36,000. Well, yeah, it's probably fair, but like taxes. With taxes and everything and else like taken out. Yeah, so, it's, yeah, it's not. Even at my salary, I am barely surviving in New York City. It's crazy. You know, which is crazy. If I lived literally anywhere else. Oh, you'd be fine. I'd be thriving. You'd be good. You know, so, you know, it's it's been really kind of eye-opening to see salaries posted with jobs. Yeah, and I think it's a fair, it gives you a fair understanding. I mean, I know some jobs I want to do it because I feel like, oh, I can get an interview or get this person in and like get them at a lower level. But mm-hmm. also like, you're kind of being deceitful in a way. Yes. I feel like companies are not being truthful about that. Right. And and not to say that if, you, if you're if like, hey, I can't afford you at this number, and you're like, okay, it's not a good fit for me, but it might be a good fit for someone else. Yeah. There might be someone else that that salary is okay for them. Right. It works for their needs. And exactly. I think that's totally fine. So I think it's just the transparency is the most important part. Yes. Because that, that, you go back to creating your plan and you know, looking at, understanding your industry and where you're going from. Because you know, I work in the entertainment industry. It's like yin-yang every day. So. Right. It's nice to see that, yeah. you know, and yeah. understand that. Like, so I, I think it's been a really good thing for us. And I hope places around the world, or at least in the U.S., start doing more of that because it's well, just... Well, other yeah. places in the world always posted salaries. Oh, we, we are late. That. Oh, shit. Yeah, are you really serious? Like when I was looking oh for jobs God. in the U.K., salaries... I thought no one else did that. Salaries are always posted. Wow. Even salaries when you study for, when you're applying for a PhD, yeah. they're giving you a post to yeah. do you know, student teaching, Interesting. The, it's posted. Everything is posted wow. so you know exactly how much money you'll be making. Wow. And in the UK, they have this thing called bands. So mm-hmm. if you're part of a specific band, you know exactly how much your salary will go up per year. You already know that. Wow. Damn, we're behind. No, the US is behind. I say we're one of the most powerful countries and yet we do the most behind. dumbest things sometimes. I don't get it. Because we got a big mouth. Well, people in charge of a big mouth, but mm-hmm. that's for another day. Yeah. Um, so I do think, so one of the things I do think that's kind of great on top of what you said was like, you know, I think it's good to go into your interview prepared. You did, you know, you you talked a little bit about like understanding the company and what mm-hmm. you want. And I think I found the most success when I did my job search is that I did a lot of research for the jobs. I think some people don't do that. Mm-hmm. And I think that kind of sets you up for failure because I think, Okay, you have two folds. Yes, a job, you want a job, Mm -hmm. but also you got to play the game. I mean, it's like the Game of Thrones. You either play to win or you die. Well, you don't die in a real world. But, (laughs) you know, but, 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 you know, it's, it's it's the same theory of like, you know, you got to learn to, I mean, someone's not going to hire you if you didn't take the time to research their company. They didn't take the time to look into what they're about. And also, you know, to ask how you think you can fit in with them. Because not every culture you're going to fit into. Right, exactly. Like, I would never feel comfortable working, and it's just me, not, mm-hmm. I'm speaking just from my experience. Mm-hmm. If I worked in an all-white office, mm-hmm. I wouldn't feel comfortable. Right. It would be something that doesn't work for me. Right. Someone else, whatever, that's mm-hmm. fine. But I value culture, diversity, inclusion, and I, I value a company that likes to have a variety of people from different backgrounds. I feel like you get to learn that way. And I right. think it's not a, it's not the same all. I mean, I worked in finance for so many years, and I worked for so many finance bros, and I've seen them all. Mm-hmm. But And I said they're all the same, but it's like... As I gotten older and more in my career, I realized that there's diversity in that. And I like that because mm-hmm. it used to not be that way. Right. It used to be a, like a boys club, a bunch of straight boys just doing coke in the bathroom and right. living in Murray Hill and doing yes. whatever. Um, not that that has changed, but you know. Well, I'm trying yeah. to change that. But, you know, or like going for Goldman Sachs and those other bullshit. You know what I mean? So, like, I think understanding your company and getting to know them, especially trying to get to know you, is really important. And I think it take the time to do that because... What you said earlier, it is it is daunting. But if you if you set a plan, you say, okay, uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I'm gonna spend two hours for an application, mm-hmm. yeah. and then take a break, and then say, okay, if I get if this company gets that to me, mm-hmm. I'm gonna spend a good ten or fifteen minutes researching. We have the internet at our yeah, hands. Exactly. There's no reason to not. It's not like you have to go to the library and go to an encyclopedia. Google that. Yeah, you can Google, Google. Glassdoor. I mean, Glassdoor is one of my favorites. Yeah, exactly. Shout out Glassdoor. Glassdoor. But you know, it, it's like you have all these resources, so just take the time. But it, it's about time management to make sure because. You know, we all know it. it's almost a job looking for a yes, job, you absolutely. know, and you have to manage that time to do that. Absolutely. So if you do that, prepare that, you get such better responses. Yeah. And the last part I like to do is I, I personally, if it's a job I really, really care about or I like, mm-hmm. always send a thank you note. Yes. Yes. I think Crucial. it's important. now back in the day, it used to be you can, what was it, used to mail it and I you can like mail it, mail yes. it and write it in and write hand out. I don't 
I don't know how technology changed so much. I think now you just do an email, an email and it's yeah. fine yeah. and it gets there faster and they just yeah. know. And I think that just sets you apart from everyone else because like, it just shows that you are interested in a role, yeah. you're interested in a job and that, you know, this is something that's important to you. You took yeah. the time to do this and you took the time to do that, which means they know how serious this is for you because right. you didn't have to do that. And you keep them, you keep, you when you send a thank you note, it lets them know that you're, you know, keep me in mind. Keep me in mind yeah. on things going on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's an interesting thing you put on here. It says build skills while you wait, which I think is a really, really important. Ooh, um, I almost get that. Yeah, yeah, I know. Really, yeah, really so. important thing to do. Um, and this goes back to what you've been saying about understanding your industry. So let's start, right. let's say, for instance, you are applying for an entertainment job mm-hmm. that requires some kind of video editing. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. So in the meantime, while you are you know, doing your, you know, schedule and doing all of your job search, yep. you take a course and get a certification in video editing. Yeah. Or learn Adobe Premiere. Or learn Adobe Premiere yeah. or you learn, you know, sound editing or something yeah. that yeah. will, you know, by the time, you know, the rounds come around, you have that skill to speak to. That's going to separate you from the back. That's so true. Know? Because yeah. again, you know, it's a really, really bizarre thing, but you have to, you have to learn how to market yourself. You have to learn how to market your skills and you have to, you know, you have to be your own salesperson. You, have to you sell really yourself. do. And I don't think, you know, yeah. I've been accused of this too. And I think yeah. I talked to you about this. It's like, yeah, I don't really sell myself. Like, I don't think the skills I have are good enough. And then you're like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, like, exactly. they are. I'm like, but you know, you don't think about it until you like kind of put it together and you're like, oh, I do have you're the like, skills. I, I have to learn thing. something. Yeah. I did do, you know, so. I, yeah, you're definitely right. And yeah. it doesn't take a lot of time. Like no. for me, it took me only because I was in school, but maybe it took me only like two months to stand Adobe Premiere. And mm-hmm. I, obviously it's all the things where you can learn from it. But right. now I feel like if I did that, yeah, you're right. It's like, oh, I have done this. Here's my project. I put it together. Oh, here's yeah. what I put together and did this. So it's, yeah, it's really important. And it doesn't take a lot of time. It goes back to you creating a plan and it comes in time management and it take an hour out of day. Like yeah. don't, don't feel like you have to overwhelm yourself and say, I gotta sit for eight hours a day and do this. Right. No, no one has time for that. Exactly. I mean, if you do, more power to you. But in the real world, you don't. So just plan it out and do that. And I think that's definitely helpful for you doing that. So yeah, I definitely agree. But um, so like when I was looking for a job um, in, like I said, in the art sector, I started an art blog. Hmm. So I had content to show to people when I went on interviews. Look, I did this thing. I traveled to these places. I saw yeah. these works of art. I also had already in hand writing samples because in my line of work, I always have to submit a writing sample. Mm-hmm. Um, so I already had all of that stuff published and ready to go yeah. because I had taken the time to, to kind of it. develop that part of my, um, and it was a good creative outlet as well to be able to have that and connected yeah. to um you know, the art world yeah. um, while I waited to find a job or while I waited to hear that music. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, we talked about the positives, but you know, on our show, <laughs> comfortable being uncomfortable. We gotta talk about the uncomfortable. <laughs> we gotta talk about the other side. So these are things that people don't tell you about job searching, which, now if someone didn't tell you this, they're just not your friend. Um, the shit is complicated, yes. let's just be honest. Yes. And your location and market has a huge deal, as I mentioned earlier. Now, I, maybe you feel like because you're in a bigger city, you might have more options. Yes, that might be true, but you also have more competition. Mm-hmm. But it could be smaller towns and a lot of, you know, uh, you know, the industrial sectors or what the case may be. Um, it may not be as easy either, mm-hmm. you know, because you have such a small population. There's not enough people to hire. People haven't retired, what the case mm-hmm. may be. So it, it's definitely not easy, which is why we were saying it's best to do your job research and look at your industries and look at the options. But I do think post-COVID, mm-hmm. It's been you know, so much, I wouldn't say easier, but it's been so good with the whole hybrid and remote work that people have many opportunities to be like, hey, I don't live in this certain place, but I can still do this job. Yeah. And if it requires travel, and you can always talk to your company about that, um, that you could do this. Mm-hmm. So it becomes almost to the point where you have options right. that you didn't have before. Right. I mean, working remote was not a thing we had before. Oh, absolutely like right. that was, no. they just look at you crazy. Like, oh, work from home? What? What's wrong with That's you? That's not possible. You're not uh, yeah, you don't anything done. And then it was like, we were too productive. Yeah, <laughs> but it's good to know, like, you know, now you got to do that because it's hard. And then, you know, it's not going to happen over, you're not getting a job in one week. Right. That's, no. I mean, if you did, I mean, I, I know you're the one person who has gotten a job. I mean, I'd be, I, I, it, please let me know and write in because I'd be like, I just need to know how awesome you are because that yeah, is yeah. that is like winning the lottery, which yeah. would make anyone's life better if that yes. happened. But, Correct. Um, 
It, it could take up to, and for me in my past, because I worked a lot of contract jobs, it used to take up to 90 to 120 days. Mm-hmm. So you're looking at at least three three to six months. Yeah. It took me 11 months to find my previous job. Oh, yeah, I remember, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's not easy. It's not easy. Um, and then I think the more you understand it, and just don't be desperate. I, yeah. I've read so many articles, being desperate, they can smell that shit yes, from out. Yes, like, absolutely can. No one wants to work with someone who's desperate. Now, here's the one thing I don't dis- I disagree with, but I do know does hurt some people, mm-hmm. is if you didn't work in the past, I want to say like, I don't know if it's six months or a year, but if you didn't have like, if you haven't worked in a minute, mm-hmm. Jobs think you're unemployable, mm-hmm. which I, I don't know what that means because it's like, it just means maybe you were going back to school. Maybe you were um, a housewife or, or a house husband or something. Like you decided or someone, you were, someone you back to work. Right. Or you were taking care of a loved one. I think it's so wrong that companies try to write people off and be like, oh, well, yeah, you know, you didn't work, so something's wrong with you. That's mm-hmm. not the case. Mm-hmm. Everyone's different scenarios. Everyone exactly. has different things that go on in their lives. Exactly. So it's not that you're unemployable. You just, maybe your market, like the tech world is going fucking insane. Yeah, like it's it not is. where it used to be. Yeah. So it's not the fact that you're lazy or you didn't want to find a job. And then I think as long as, like you said, selling yourself and promote that, exactly. you can see past that. But it's just so hard because the number one problem we have is that it goes to a fucking machine mm-hmm. that reads everything mm-hmm. and just automatically mm-hmm. before it even gets to a human HR person yes, yes, writes you off. Yes, exactly. And I think I understand we have thousands of thousands of applications that come into companies and I understand the process that goes in that puts a lot of work on HR people. Shout out HR. Mm-hmm. But it's like you, you gotta put a human to a resume. Yes. And I don't and I think it's just so wrong how so many systems don't do that. Yeah. Or and if that's the case at least educate people about it. Yeah. Or Correct. tell people what to do or what keywords or what, like, yeah. set someone up for, su- for a success. Yeah, yeah. Not failure. Yeah. Because that could be so discour- discouraging. Like, you could be the best candidate in the world because you wrote three different verb runs. Okay. Then. Systems like, whatever. That's nope. it. Goodbye. <laughs> Screw you, you know. Goodbye. Um, mother, <laughs> if you get past three rounds of interview, and they still have not hired you, I feel like you wasted your time. Yes, and also that's a red flag for that company. Like, I'm sorry, I'm on my soapbox here. Like, I believe first round is fine. You need a phone interview, whatever. Second round is like, you know, you meet with some of the maybe team or like maybe a middle manager. That's totally fine. And the third could be the The actual person person you're working for or the actual hire up, what the case may be, depending on your level of work. Yeah. Anywhere past four or five interviews, Someone I know went on seven interviews uh, no. and they did not hire her. No. D- that's time that you could be somewhere like, else, like doing you something. you know or you know. Yeah, exactly. Like, what are you trying to suss out from that person oh after my seven God. rounds? Like, it's just making any sense. I agree. Like, I, I honestly am like, that's just bu- this bullshit. I'm sorry. It, it's bullshit yes, because it's you could be out interviewing somewhere else yeah, and, exactly. and find someone that actually likes you yeah. or wants you. But also, you. by that point, you're starting to get like invested and hopeful that you might get this job. Oh. That's the worst part. Yeah. You know, so. Well, that leads to my next question. Oh, God. <laughs> Let's talk about you know, job ghosting. You know, it's like a relationship, which yeah, apparently ghosting is a thing. Um, jobs will ghost you. Now, now, I, now I've recently, I'm going to changes a little bit. In my recent job search, I have gotten responses back, not the ones I want to hear, but have gotten responses like we moved on with somewhere else. Mm-hmm. I don't need you to call me, pamper me or whatever. Just mm-hmm. You can send an email saying, hey, we moved different direction, we found someone else. Yeah. That's fine, at least you know. Yeah. But there's sometimes the jobs you apply to or even you interview at, yeah. maybe your second, third interview. Yeah. You never hear back. I interviewed for a job in 20, 2019. Mm-hmm. No, 2018. That I still don't know if I got. <laughs> no answer. I, I, I interviewed twice. Then I went back yeah. and did like a writing exercise. Oh my God. They made you go through all that. And I still don't know if I got the job or not. <sighs> it's 2023, guys. 2023. I, I, jobs. Come I'm on. I'm about to put them on blast, but I will not. Oh, well. It's just bad and proper practice. Like, yeah. and it's just a level of communication where we hopefully advance as people yes. to get better at. Yeah. You may not like, and someone may not be a good fit, and that's okay. Yeah. I, it, we're at the point now, there's a market, we understand that. Hey, thank you so much for interviews. We went a different direction. Yeah. Yeah. I respect that 100%. Yeah. Thank that you so much like for coming You don't have to go in that. and tell me everything, like if you want to, you can, but yeah. you, know, you don't have to. But like I said, I was even okay with just an email, but there were yeah. times like, like you said, you would never get back. You would, you like, would just uh, apply and like, you'll go and interview. You're like, hello. 
What? You would get an email. I had one job I was interviewed for the other day. I, I reached out to them, which I found hilarious. They were just like, oh my God, I'd love to talk with you. I had this like, little first round, then a mm-hmm. second round. Send an email to follow up. It's like, hey, just want to make sure we're still on track. Never heard from them. I'm like, um, all right, that's great. Thanks. I appreciate it. Um, and yeah, it, it's just crazy. Now, there was a really funny article I found mm-hmm. that talked about nine things you should never ever reveal uh, when you're yes. job hunting uh-huh. i can say one you know one of them you might no, actually I know you actually might one. know I, one I of them i'll say one because yeah. i've done it and now i regret it uh-oh um, you want to tell us you ready to tell us so speak on it, speak on it. <laughs> <laughs> so um you know i anyone who knows me knows i have a lot of food allergies mm-hmm. um and you know i work in on gallery where we have a kitchen and we have lots of different foods and whatever sure um and so i said that one i'm gluten intolerant and two i'm allergic to shellfish mm. the shellfish thing has been pretty okay everyone's been pretty fine about it but sure gluten intolerant it's like if i'm in the kitchen gluten intolerant by the way means that i can have one gluten item a day mm. but i can't overdo it right? okay all right so i'll be in the kitchen and I will have eaten half a bagel, oh, no. and someone comes up to me and say, oh, oh, wait, you're not allowed to eat that. <laughs> what? And I'm like, or I shouldn't be eating that. And I'm like, uh-huh. um, mm, I regret telling you that I am gluten intolerant. See, <laughs> no. so it's like, yeah. I'm being policed by Everyone. people. Like, I don't know I Well, do you think it's because I think it's a liability, like a liability for them? Like, oh, she's gonna sue us if like, we do this in the cases? Like, It's all me, my stomach's gonna hurt. <laughs> yeah. <It's laughs> you know? Crazy. But I think, I've noticed that revealing too much about my chronic illnesses mm-hmm. are, isn't, isn't necessarily a good thing. It's really fucked up that, like, it's not as, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. But, you know, because it's like, then your employer thinks, oh, no, she's going to be out of work. She's going to have to stay <laughs> home. She's going to have sick days and blah, yeah. blah, blah. So, you know, I tried to keep that not, you know, I try to yeah. not reveal as much about that. Okay. As I can, but you live and you learn, right? You live and you learn. What are the what are they? Um, <laughs> this is a fun one, which I don't know why people ever do this, but I guess they do. Um, don't badmouth your current job. <laughs> like, you know, I, I get it. You may not love your current job. You may hate it, and that's fair. And it's why we're looking for a new job. But there's a very PC way of just saying. It just, you know, we went in different directions or I just, yep. I, I just, you, you know, have have a diplomatic it's like, hey, it was a growth opportunity, but I'm looking for something to develop yeah. me more. Yeah. Yeah. Not that Sarah got drunk at the Christmas party and tried to fill my ass, exactly. and, you know, like, exactly. or my boss is doing coke in the bathroom every uh-huh. weekend. Like, exactly. I don't know, you know what I mean? Like, just my company is shaving off money from, well, I was very Enron, but you know what I mean? It's like, you know. Exactly. You, you think of a diplomatic way yeah. why you parted with. Yeah. Yes. And Correct. because... Think about it. They don't think that you can do the same exact thing to them. Yeah, exactly. If you ever leave, yes. you're gonna loyalty, just, loyalty. you're gonna write yes. a few cases. Yes. So don't ever do that. Mm-hmm. If you give um, We talked about don't being desperate. Mm-hmm. Actually, this is probably a good one. Don't put all the cards on the table because I think we, you know, we talked this earlier. You mm-hmm. get so invested in the job and you get so close to it, and I think it's maybe more soul crushing when it doesn't happen. Yes. I think it's good to be positive. There's nothing mm-hmm. wrong being positive, but it's hard. Don't. Say okay, there's one job and that's it. I have nothing else. I'm gonna stop looking everywhere else. Right. You got to keep looking because well, you don't have it. You don't have a job yet. Also, this I think this pertains also to the interviewing process. Like when I was interviewing, I was interviewing at a couple different places, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't have told the per- place that I really wanted to go to that I'm interviewing at a couple places. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, because then you know either they feel like they shouldn't continue to invest in talking with yes, you. Yes. Yeah. So it creates this bit of attention um, with your your place and mm-hmm. their ability to offer you a job. So I would say, yeah, don't say that like, oh, I'm interviewing at like this place, this place, and this place. I, well, unless they ask you, which I think it, this okay. This is a, this is a double edged sword. So when I did mine. Mm-hmm. I didn't, unless they asked me, I didn't mention it. Uh-huh. And so, because I was in a running for a couple of media companies at the time, uh-huh. they asked me because they were close to making their decision. Uh-huh. So for them, it became a, let's call it a bidding war of myself. Uh-huh. And it was like, okay, where is he gonna go? Where is he gonna, like, who's his options cases? And they have to forever make a decision. And I think once I said that, they pulled the trigger. Okay. But I do just saying, another side of it, 
you don't want to be cocky about right. it either. Right. But once again, if they ask you, right. that's fine. Well, but it, but I wouldn't bring it. Like I wouldn't say, well, you know, I'm working blah 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 blah. blah. It's like okay, I don't want to hear that shit. Well, you know, you know if. If you've gotten solid offers, then I think yeah. it works in your favor in terms of like oh, you 100%. can pull money out of absolutely yeah. You, know? you can definitely get away with that, and I think yeah. that's the important part. But it, it is a double edged sword. I do agree with what yeah. you're saying. Yeah. It just I just I don't feel comfortable unless they ask me, and I'm like oh well if you're asking me, then, yeah. you know yeah. I'm going to tell you I'm, I'm a prize and you, should want me. <laughs> you are a prize. Yeah, you thank are. you. You are. Um, <laughs> this is another one I find hilarious. Mm -hmm. Don't say this job is a stepping stone. Who no. in the heck uh, ever I, says? I've been around people who have done that, I, and I'm like, you are shooting yourself in the foot. I, like, think that if that's. I mean, you can think yes, it, yes. But don't say but it. But in a, in a don't. Say oh, it. this is just a job. Like I, we've been, you know, me and you've been assistants in yeah. EAs forever. Like, yeah, that's always a stepping stone yeah. job. It's a very like, but. And they know that, but like, you don't like blatantly don't say it. Like, oh yeah, I'm just here because I just want to get in. That's it. Yeah. It's like, like, no, no, don't, don't do that. Don't exactly. do that. Don't do that. Exactly. Um, it also says, don't tell them that you're nervous. I don't know, but it says, of course you're nervous. It's kind of the whole point of job interviews. Whatever you do, don't apologize to your interviewer for your nerves. I guess thin confidence and hope that they don't notice your trembling legs. So I guess you shake your legs okay. interview. I they think I see wrong. merit in this um, because this also can show that if you're in like a challenging situation or like an under pressure situation, mm. you might not be able to handle it properly. Right. Because you're already nervous about an interview, much less they put you in a situation or you're in a situation where you have to like make a quick decision or you have to deal with somebody who's difficult or something. Right. Like they always want people, particularly if you're in a front-facing position, you always have to appear to be confident, even though you're not. That's true. That's you true. Know? So I, I do see, um, I do see merit in that. Not also, me. this picture on this article of Jordan <laughs> Keeley sweating is so really funny. hilarious. It's really funny. Um, yeah. Uh, don't give insider tips on previous employers. Who the, why would you do that? Like, you had to sign a non-disclosure agreement or you did something, but I'm pretty sure, well, I work in entertainment world, so obviously yes. everything's proprietary, but I'm like, yeah, so I'm not even gonna go to them, so I'm like, yeah, well, we're gonna, this show is coming out this week. Yeah, right. hire me. <laughs> well, again, I think it also goes back to like loyalty. It's kind of related to the first one yeah. about not talking shit about your current job yeah it's loyalty it all comes down to like if you could spill secrets about someone else you can do the same thing with us so yeah um, you know um the next one is don't reveal any real weaknesses I, you know do you ever feel like that's a trick question that jobs ask you like oh tell me oh, your strengths yeah, and your weaknesses yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. so when i when i'm encountered with that question i always try to loop it with something some some problem that existed in a job in a task I was doing, but I fixed it. Mm, that's, that's how good. I answer that question. That's good. I don't good. ever say like, well, actually, I'm not as organized as I appear to be, or you know. What are your greatest weakness? I hate people. You know, I don't like talking. I never say. Or for instance, I don't like talking on the phone. I don't like calling people and talking on the phone. You really don't, yeah. I only talk to you on the phone. Yeah, I feel so honored. Um, you should be. You and Anthony are the only two people I have on the phone. But I'm not going to say that. No. Get, like, my weekends, I really don't like talking to people on the phone. And then they're like, well, you can't be an EA because you know, you, part of it is like yeah. you have to call people on the phone. You have to talk to people. Um, so that question really is about tell us something you did and how you fixed it. That's how you translate that question. You don't actually say, well, my fridge is full of rotten food. That's the, you don't say anything. Because no one's going to date you. Yeah, exactly. No one's going to date you. Your fridge is full of shit. No one's going to date you. No one's going to date you. But it's, okay. it's more of like, tell us how you did something and how you fixed it. That's how you that's, see uh, that. That's a good way of looking at it. Yeah. Um, according to this meme, I'm very good with people because I am myself, myself a person. person. <laughs> uh, this article is also awful. Oh, no, God, I don't want to give them bad press. But, like, literally, they don't have a nice one. Okay, what's the last one they have? Um, don't reveal how unprepared you are. I, 
Yeah, I would think this goes about you just like making sure you're ready for your interview. And not that you're perfect, but just get. It. And I, I, I will be an advocate about this. Make sure you have questions. Yeah. You would never. You would be nine to ten times surprised how many times people go to interviews and say, "Do you have any questions?" Like, nope. Yeah, yeah. That, that to me would be a red flag. Because I'd be like, "You didn't do any research." It's like, do you? You don't know anything about the company. Like, do you yeah. not want to know more? You know what I mean? Like, exactly. Just like you can Google interview questions like anywhere. Like you can go anywhere and find them. Just take them with you. Ask them. Keep it very minimum when you ask, but like just ask good ones and like. Yeah. And it obviously stands you out so much more. You know, like you'll you'll really appreciate it. Exactly. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Well, that was great. I think we learned a lot yeah. today. What do you think, Sean? I think we gave sound advice, um, and you know, I've gone through this process. You've gone. You're going through this process. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, it's we sometimes feel that we're kind of the only people going through this process. Yes. But I think that. You know, uh, you just have to stick it, stick to it. Um, be confident in what you're bringing to the table. Yep. And I think you know you will find the job that's you're supposed to have. Oh my gosh, you're so motivational. Yeah. I, I try. I try. I, try. <laughs> I love it. I, I love you. Well, thank you so much for being on my show today. Of course. And hang thank with you us. for having me. Yeah. Um, well, guys, thank you so much. That's all we have for today. I hope you enjoyed it, and uh, look forward to our next one coming up soon. Have a great day.